liked the show so much, she even wrote a jingle for it. Sharon and Jaden. No, really, she did that. That was fun. Sharon and Jaden on the edge. Kia ora, welcome along to the show. Thank you so much for joining us. Hope you enjoyed your long weekend. I know I sure did. I learned my actually the most exciting thing that happened to me in the long weekend was when I uh, was embarrassingly on Instagram Live without realizing <laughs> there were sixty other people on it. <laughs> It's amazing. Honestly, please watch it on our Instagram page. Uh, there, <laughs> there was like 60 people watching Jaden <laughs> drunk, not realising he was on Instagram Live. And it is my favourite one minute and 22 seconds of the entire Easter weekend. That <laughs> uh, was a real low in my life. But uh, I actually want to, maybe I'll introduce this in the show tomorrow. Yeah, that's right. I'm going to spring this upon you now while we're live on air, team. I reckon we should get uh, do a little Are You With Me, see if there's other people out there that are not so technologically advanced just so I can feel better about myself and we can all talk about our uh, technologic failures. Ooh, I like great that. idea. Let's do it tomorrow. But yes. coming up today, we have got so many things, uh, including an awkward misunderstanding that Jaden had. And tonight on TV3, 7.30pm, there is a brand new show airing. It's called David Lomas Investigates. And we're actually joined on the phone by the man himself. David, welcome to the show. <laughs> Hello to you. Usually uh, you host a show called Lost and Found, which I'm sure a lot of Kiwis would have watched before. Um, I cry every single freaking episode. What do people uh, have in store for them with this series? Uh, well, hopefully a few tears because it's a, a pretty amazing show tonight. I mean, it, it, it does have a reunion like um, shows do, our shows do have, but it's more the journey and, and the story in this one because it, it's, it's an amazing story trying to track down, you know, the baby, the parents or the mother of the baby that was left in a phone box. And, uh, you know, to crack that 57 years later is pretty exciting. So you've... Just actually give us a little summary, actually, of what the show is about. Basically, it's still sort of reuniting families or finding it. But what we've done this time is we've looked for a lot more complicated stories. You know, we take the viewer on, on a journey. A lot of um, amazing stories where we end up in, in amazing places, meeting people who you just don't expect you'll meet. When you're working in a show like this, because I've seen it in some of the shows that I've worked on, where you can see the person is in a really, really vulnerable state and it's... It's getting really, really heated. But on one side of the coin, you know it's great TV, so you have to keep it going. But on the other side, you like, you will really want to just make it stop and go in there. Do you have that kind of battle with yourself when you're making this show? Not too much. I mean, you know, because we don't actually ever end up with anything other than sort of pretty good solutions, mainly when we're doing the telly show. I mean, there, there are times... You can just see the absolute heartache of people. And you sort of want to go and give them a pat on the shoulder and hug them. But that's that's not my place in the show at that stage. And um, it's to let them go on their own journey there and, and meet the person. And um, it's just so powerful and emotional. And it's just really, really gut-wrenching emotion. And um, you don't interfere because it is the moment for those people. Hey, how do you actually find these stories as well? Do, you, do they contact you or do you... You go out on the hunt for them. Um, well, in Keith's case, actually, uh, I contacted him. I'd known about the story for many years because you know there aren't too many very strange ones like you know this where a baby was left in the phone box, mm. and um, and I rang him up, and he was I wouldn't say totally different, but it had done a lot of things over the years with 
try and get people to solve the story. And, and he'd done a, another TV show a few years earlier, and he wasn't sure whether he wanted to go through it again wow. to try and see if he could get the answer this time. But, you know, he's very glad he did. The most incredible thing when I was reading about this show, uh, there was a line that sat with me, and it said, about your episode tonight, which is on 3 at 7.30, it says, you'll walk away with the most joy in your heart. Seeing someone who has not had a past in over half his life suddenly know his history. And when I read that, I was like, hook, line and sinker. I will be there at 7.30. I cannot <laughs> wait, David. Um, if you could yes. describe uh, tonight's episode in one word, what would it be? Heart-wrenching. I saw a line in there as well that said you, a lot of cases police couldn't solve or other investigators couldn't solve. So uh, I wanted to know, how do you uncover more than they do? What are your tactics, if you don't mind sharing with us? Well, in this case, I mean, you know, in all honesty, it's, it's the advances in DNA. And, and that gave us the initial breakthrough to, to sort of work out what family the mother was from. But it didn't tell us who, who Keith's mother was. It just gave us a, a, a family line. And then after that, it was just, you know, um, I worked with a very good genealogist. Right. And then we found a whole lot of um, relatives of that, in that family. And we asked about five people to do DNA tests without ever explaining quite what we're up to. So we we got the answer as to who, who that person was, the, baby, the woman who left that baby in the phone box. Wow. Oh, oh my I gosh, I'm wait. definitely going to tune in. That sounds amazing. And uh, thank you so much for joining us on the show, David. Uh, we will be tuning in tonight, 7.30 on 3. Thank you very much. Um, and thank you. Yeah. What a guy. Very, very interesting stuff. And I was uh, doing a little bit of work on the computer, surfing the World Wide Web, and uh, a study showed up that showed that misunderstandings, and awkward ones at that, are through the roof at the moment, especially with people working from home, and they've got to do their, you know, they've got like Skype meetings and Zoom meetings, mm. and misunderstandings are happening all the time because, you know, you've got that delay, and you've got people going... Or talking to one person when they're actually talking to another, if you know what I'm saying. So. Oh, is it like, uh, can I give an example? Go for it. Uh, when you asked me last Thursday oh, God, uh, if you were the last person on earth, if I would make a sandwich with you, and I was like, this <laughs> is a very, we were, it was just, a, just the two of us, mm. Dad, uh, and we had just gone down Why the lift at work, and he goes, he goes, hey, so if I was the last person on earth, would you make a sandwich with me? And I was like, what the hell? Like, so uncomfortable. Oh, and then it turned out that he was doing a joke and he was saying a movie quote he I thought I knew. I was a movie. He oh. thought that I knew, but I didn't. I completely misunderstood him. I thought he was hitting on me. And I was like, what the hell? This is the second time in my career a co-host has hit on me. And I was just... I, Out it was, of context, look... It was a, look, it was was, a very was, bad misunderstanding. I was quoting a movie. A movie quote. Dogma. It was completely harmless. He thought that I had been talking about right. the movie Dogma, but I hadn't. Would you, though, out of interest, if he was the last man on Earth? Five minutes left. Words about to blow up. Just you and me. Nah. <laughs> But yeah, but you would have to say like you had to repopulate the earth. That'd be the reason. If you had to re, you you were you were tasked nah. with repopulating. I heard them with me. Jaden played us some sort of music that he plays when he makes sandwiches, <laughs> and also just the things that he's told me. I'm not into. It's too sensual for me. Right. Oh, for goodness' sake! And I feel like the whole time I'd be like, "Don't go back." There. <laughs> well, that was a really awkward misunderstanding. <laughs> That is. <laughs> She's going all over the show. 
Oh, well, there's a few things that, uh, you know, I'm going to stop talking to Sharon, uh, you know, about all sorts of things because a few things I say in confidence that end, that, that end up being said through the no, mic. No, that was a misunderstanding. Oh, you, yeah, no, it was. It was you, you were know, doing so. a movie quote and I thought he was hitting on me and mm. I felt very uncomfortable. Can I smoke screen here because I'm going to take it away from this awkward situation that has transpired because I, I'm awkward and I know the listener, listener pals probably are. Here's an well. awkward situation. <laughs> misunderstanding, am I right? But this sort of thing actually happened to me at the supermarket the other day because I was at the supermarket and I was, I do this thing where I leave my trolley at the end of the aisle because you know how they get real like crowded now when there's heaps of people in the supermarket. You know what? You need to keep like a two metre distance. So, so Dan. So I, what I do is I leave my supermarket trolley at the end of the aisle so I'm not taking a da- up that's space. A dangerous, that's a dangerous game. I hate that person. Why? Because everyone I'm, has to like manoeuvre around your trolley. No, because that's why I'm doing it so they don't have to in no, the No, but they aisle. still have to manoeuvre around it and so then they're like, you, they're like whose, tra- whose trolley is that? And at the moment we can't touch other people's trolleys so you've got to ram this. Oh God, you're annoying. Do you carry all your... Like, so you'd carry everything from that aisle under your arms yeah, and, then, and then work it over Yeah, but like two or three items from the aisle. Anyway, so <laughs> I'd done this. I had like uh, some paper towels and uh, seven things of toilet roll. And I was... He's uh, got a lot of high pressure one-on-ones. <laughs> and anyway, so don't don't ask why I was had, had that much stuff. But We I was, know why you had it because you were going home to make a one-person sandwich. And anyway, I was taking all this stuff back and I put it in what I thought was my trolley. And then this, this guy comes up to me and he's like, that's my trolley. And I was like, oh, no, this is actually my trolley. What I do is I leave it at the end of the aisle and take stuff in. He's like, no, I'm telling you right now, it's my trolley. And I was like, mate, it's not your trolley. This is my trolley. It's got all my stuff in it. And he's like, it's my trolley. And there was like a standoff. And you looked at it and you were like, oh, yeah, mini wheats and all brand. This is Mm. definitely mine. Yeah, this is me. (laughs) Metamucil in there. Had a couple of quickies. And um, Femme Fresh. Yeah, Femme Fresh. Uh, Copious amount of condoms. Tuna. And I was like, this is my trolley. And anyway, he was like, it's not your trolley. And it transpired, I like moved some stuff around and it turns out it was his trolley. Oh. And it was the most awkward situation. And I, you know how when you see, he like walked off in a huff, I walked off in a huff, but then we met each other like three or four times more throughout the supermarket, like seeing each other, it was awkward. Did you start making a joke towards the third aisle when you were just like, haha, remember when oh, I thought yeah. that you used my hey, trolley? Hey, you go, hey, mate, that's my trolley. <laughs> <laughs> and he goes, uh, piss off, mate. Yeah, he, he, he was not happy. And it's just that weird system in the supermarket at the moment where everybody's just on edge. Oh, yeah. You know, you can just tell I everybody's know, like, I, don't I feel that. It. You know, when you watch Handmaid's Tale, I don't know if everyone... No, okay, Matt, Matt that's a poor Okay, he's going to start talking about Handmaid's Tale. Like, dude, make, move sorry. it on, move it on. <laughs> Otherwise, we'll be here all afternoon. <laughs> We've got Rabs, our intern, and he comes in every day at this time, gives us a little good news roundup mm. of all things going on around the world that uh, they can combat the bad news, because, you know, especially in these times, there is a lot of that going on. And these are true stories, wacky stories, I guess, that you wouldn't expect to be real, but they're, they're happening. And it's nice to know that through all of the depressing stuff that there's some positivity happening and uh, that's Rab's one job on the show is to go through it all and he does it it takes him a long time, but he goes through all the stories and he puts together the best ones. He sure does and he's a, he's a little ray of sunshine for you. Take it away Rab's. Kia ora, good evening. I'm Rab's and this is my Good News Roundup so welcome along to Rab's Good News Roundup. What a voice. We'll kick it off with a heartwarming story of a 93-year-old woman who's pleaded for beer in lockdown. Her call has been answered, the community has gathered round and they've delivered a nice box of yeast for her to delete. Virtual pubs have been a big thing for the past month, but now virtual strip clubs are something you can visit on the internet. I didn't even find that on the news. I'm currently on producer Dan's history. (laughs) Oh, I'm going to be good. And now we cross live to a lady who escaped her house before it was set ablaze. 
Hi there, welcome along to the show. How did you know to escape? My friend came to the door. She said, hey, something wrong is popping. I said, what? Golly, something said, was what? definitely up, wasn't it? Then your friend came in. She said, something ain't right. I said, oh, man. She said, oh, man, the building is on fire. Jeez, what did you say then? I said, no, what? I got my three kids and we bounced out. Fair enough. You don't want to be in a fire. <laughs> uh-uh, we ain't going to be in no fire. Not today. Words of wisdom. That's it for another day of Rabs' Good News Roundup. Stay safe, stay home, and stay groovy, New Zealand. Yes. Back to you in the studio. What a guy. Rabs. We love that. I know, I'm smiling. I bet you love it. Coming at you live from the MediaWorks HQ Women's Bathroom, uh, which is actually our fourth member of our barber shop because the acoustics in here are phenomenal. Perfect. Oh, so good. Um, we've decided to do a bit of a throwback today, an acapella favourite, uh, and do My Girl from one of our favourite throwback movies that people should watch during their lockdown, uh, My Girl 1 and My Girl 2. I haven't seen either of those, but I've heard what? the same. I know. Sorry. Macaulay Culkin at his best. Oh, I, I, I didn't know he had a best. <laughs> oh, my God, you're the worst. Okay, <laughs> let's do this. <clears throat> okay. Should I do the start? Yeah, you do stuff. Boom, 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 Sounds like Mariah Carey had a I hernia. Missed, I missed a note. I missed a note on that one. And then like, you missed all of the oh notes. <laughs> Once I got too high, it was too high. Um, maybe okay. Let's try it again. Maybe I'll do the. I think that's a fantastic idea. Like that might have been one of your best maybe, ideas yet, Sharon. Maybe you do the. Okay, well, I said it earlier. Okay, one, two, three, go. Boom, boom, didn't, didn't, boom. I got sunshine on a cloudy day. Is it Get out, Someone else is in here. We cannot be close to that person. They're not in our boat. Why didn't they? Or should I say the edge with Freaky Bish and Jaden? What do you mean, Freaky Bish? I'm talking about you, Mrs. Mrs. Casey. Hmm? What are, what are you talking about? Uh, I know I know you've been getting litty up in the city in the weekend, and oh, uh, especially because it's a long weekend. So I, you, dis- I discovered red wine over the weekend, mm. and uh, Auntie Shaz Dog uh, definitely consumed some on Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday night, <laughs> which was you know not my usual style. Usually I'm like once a week. Monday but- night. Yeah, no, not Monday night because I had work today. Responsible. Good, good on you. But uh, I don't know if you remember this, but you actually sent me a few drunken videos. uh, On On what? Sunday night, I think it was. Sunday night. On Instagram. (laughs) No, I didn't. You did. No, I didn't. You did. Unfortunately, I couldn't save one of them. But uh, I did did manage to save... I definitely did not send you any videos. The other one. And uh, they're both... Well, I'll tell you what, if you're... Why are you lying? I'm checking my inbox trying, right now. If, I'm checking my inbox because I have not... Oh, no, I did. <laughs> I sent you two videos at 10.54. 10.54. 
What were no, that's, they? That's nearing beard time for Sharon, and I know that that's me. That you're at the peak of your red wineress. Why can I not watch them back? Well, luckily, I've saved one of them. Producer Dan. Don't play them now. Don't take it play away. them now. Don't play them now. I'm playing them now. No. Big button again, that lie. Your mother brothers can't deny. Oh when a girl walks in with the itty bitty waist and around thing in your face, you get sprung. I can pick up. And you're going to take your button down. Oh, my God. The red wine went straight to her head. <laughs> Sharon. What was I doing? You're literally just jumping up and down with the camera just facing you. Like this. Like, you're like this. I like big butts in a can. I love. No. I can imagine it. And uh, I, just, I don't even remember singing that song. I remember on Friday night having a little dance in the lounge and I was singing like um, Avril Lavigne classics and things. But I do not remember singing Sir Mix a lot and sending that to you. Yeah, well, actually, quite the contrary was the one, the other one you sent me, which was Aladdin. You were singing oh, a whole God. new world. And may I say, you always joke. You're like, oh, you know, I pretend to be bad in barbershops so that it's funny. No, uh, blah, 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 blah. But if that's you singing for real, then. My goodness gracious me, there is no faking in, in barbershop at she, all. Was she on a magic carpet in the Aladdin one? No, shut up! <laughs> she might have been. What she might it? have been on something magic. Jesus. Oh, God, no, no, no. See, but, this is my thing. I was going on Instagram Live. Bryce and I would have a few wines and we'd go on Instagram Live and talk to people for like an hour. It was so much fun. But I do not you get a little recall bit steamed on it, don't you? these videos. This May is... I- Humiliating! Why would you play this on the radio show without telling me first? Well, I, look, I'm sorry. I thought it'd be very, very funny to, to shame you for your lack of singing ability and words. May I say your knowledge of the lyrics? Can you is, show me the poor. actual video? Yeah, sure. I need to see it. Oh my god! Listen to these lyrics. No! Like Why am I doing truck. that? Is that the lyrics? Like Why a- is my fi- what is the creepy smile at the end? Look, Sharon, this is it, the worst. it's nice to know you think of me at 11pm when you're drunk and you just want to send me vids. But oh, God. Do you know the worst <laughs> thing about this? As well. The worst thing about this is that I made a sandwich after that. Oh, with my know. husband. Well, you sent another well, video as the well. third video. No. <laughs> but that's what I'm worried about because you know when you've had a few more, dr- few too many drinks. If I, 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 what? God, I hope I didn't say anything weird to him while we were making a sandwich. The only thing that I, that Bryce said in the video when you were singing Aladdin was. You're going to regret this. <laughs> oh Make it end. Make it end now. And there you go. She regrets it. And, Stick uh, a fork in me. This roast is over. <laughs> and we're joined on the phone by Maya Nova from mindbalance.co.nz because we think it is incredibly important and it's crucial uh, to look after your mental health at these times. So we do take a, a minute to take a breath and just stop what we're doing and uh, be mindful, don't we, Sharon? Oh, yeah. It is my favourite part of the day. And we've got Maya on the show with us right now. Maya, Woo. welcome. What do you want to do today for the Mindful Minute? Hey, guys. Well, um, today, really, just want to offer a very simple reflection, very basic, but we tend to forget that, you know, we're not human doings. We're human beings. Yes, I've heard and this so, before. Right. And, um, yeah, so just, that's really what it's about is that, you know, uh, that, yeah, you, you know, there are ways in which we can remember to, to be a bit more and do a bit less. Oh, I love it. I love it. I actually read a book when I was in a yurt in Raglan. It was called The To Be List. And uh, mm. I tell you what, I loved it. So let's get into this. Someone just wanted to brag they read a book. Sorry about that, Maya. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> it's not very often. <laughs> I once read a book. Yeah. <laughs> Love it. Oh, geez. One every two years, uh, I do. Yeah. Moving on, here is Maya Nova's Mindful Minute. What do you need to do to be? Sometimes we forget that we are 
human beings, not just human doings. At a time like this, when we can feel a little bit caged in and have to stay inside, there is a tendency to fill the space with doing, doing stuff, keeping busy, staying distracted, perhaps watching too much Netflix or constantly, you know, looking at the news. And that's okay to an extent, but then it can create anxiety, it can make us feel unsettled. So I invite you now to just pause, recognize that you can just be here without doing very much. You can relax and just settle for a few moments before you continue on your day. Thank you very much, Maya Nova. She will be back tomorrow, same place, same time. We've only got just over a week left of lockdown. Time's flying by. Well, hopefully. Yeah, I'll, we'll find out on the 20th how long we've got left. When is the 20th? Next Six days Monday. from now. Oh, okay. Next Monday. Cool. Now, uh, I know that during lockdown, a lot of people are starting to do things for the first time. Mm. And it's an interesting kind of discovery of oneself. I've I'd found myself doing things that I previously thought that I didn't like. And now I do them. So, Such as? Uh, for example, over the weekend, uh, my husband's family are like massive into red wine and they oh, yes. always look offended when they offer me like this beautiful, expensive red wine at a family dinner and I say, no thanks, I'll stick with my spades. And, Ooh, uh, my kind of girl. <laughs> and <laughs> then uh, I don't usually cook dinner. Mm. Like I honestly think before lockdown in the almost 11 years that Bryce and I have been together, I've cooked dinner for maybe five times max. <laughs> like, never. I would just usually Uber Eats or whatever. I'd just get takeaways. I hate cooking. I've tasted your baking. But I found out that uh, I've realised that I actually quite enjoy it and I've been uh, making all sorts of things. On the weekend, uh, I made a pizza from scratch, like including the base. When you had to do the whole like wow. 45 minutes, let it rise, all that sort of stuff. For, it was amazing. So I used to work at Pizza Hut when mm. I was like 13. It was my first ever job. And uh, I I did that for the first time at home. Like I made it from start to finish. Wow. It was off the hook. How it long was, does it take? It took, I Josh. I hit up Josh Emmett, the chef. Oh, yes. um, we're going to nice. try to get him on the show tomorrow to talk about it. But he gave me a recipe that was so simple to uh, follow. Mm. And uh, it, it turned out amazing. Like I would say almost as good as a bought one. Almost, almost as good. Almost as good. Well, nothing's ever going to beat a Pizza Hut stuffed crust, but, you know, <laughs> it was pretty amazing. Um, and then also last, uh, another night I made enchiladas. Enchiladas? Yes, I made prawn en- enchiladas. Uh, that sounds been, delicious. What? What, Producer Dan? What's your problem? You're just saying it really whitely. You're just saying, enchiladas? Oh, how am I supposed to say it? I don't Enchi- know. Enchilada. I don't know. Enchilada. In, I think it's enchi... I don't know. Look, I don't, enchiladas. Enchiladas. Well, enchiladas. Um, as the person that is the old El Paso representative in this, uh, in this room, I'm going to say enchiladas, and I'm not going to say an offensive Spanish accent well, like you were just no, doing. I, said yes, it, you were, I shouldn't have said it in yeah, this. Yeah, you shouldn't have. <laughs> you I should think. have turned your mic off and just, and not being so disrespectful. Enchiladas. Yeah, no shit. I'm, I, I'm trying my best, mate. No, Try look, it sounded, it sounded good. And they were I think, free, I think everyone knows what you're talking about. Also, I uh, baked a so, uh, uh, soy and linseed loaf. Sesame seed and lymph- out, yeah. look at you. I know. I did all this stuff and it actually turned out to be really nice. Like you could ask you my husband. Can you bring any in? Did you bring any? No, yeah. because last time you were so disrespectful and it didn't last very long. I made it. <laughs> I made it and my uh, my son and my husband mowed them because they were so good. 
They absolutely adored them. So no, I, I believe you. You get nothing from me in the cooking department from now on. Next time you come to my house for dinner, we're not going to be cooking for you. You're going to be eating like some takeaway gross thing that I buy and everyone else will get to eat the nice, delicious thing I've cooked. You will never have your palate experience my famous mac and cheese ever. That'll never happen. Well, she's been both of us in one break. <laughs> oh, well, my well, hundred well, have you been making some aloe vera oil that you, we could rub on our burns? No, and if I did, I wouldn't give it to either of you the way that you talk about my cooking. No, it'd probably be gritty. But on my 100th edge, well, to be honest, by the look of your bodies, you could do with a bit of gritty exfoliation. On my 100th edge, or text us to 3343 right now. What have you done for the first time during lockdown? What is something you've never done before and you finally, while you've been locked down this last almost three weeks, said, stuff it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do this for the first time. I'd love to hear from you on 0800 The Edge. We'll get to your calls next. Edge, hello. What have you done for the first time in lockdown? Hi. I was actually on the same page as you with the cooking and the baking thing. Yes. Yes. Um, It's just opened up this whole new door of opportunity. Like, it's like, why have I not done this before the lockdown? Yeah, same. I was just, I thought that I hated it. I'm like, oh, no, I do like red wine and I do like cooking. Oh, well, I'm very proud of you. Thank you so much, babe. Hey, Jacob. Welcome to the show. Uh, tell us, what have you been doing for the first time in isolation? Well, um, actually, I guess I've just been that bored. I've been using, like, two-year-old Lego blocks, like the massive jumbo blocks, and building, like, te- oh, not teddy bears, but, like, robots to hang on the windowsill instead of teddy bears. Oh, that's <laughs> oh, awesome. That's cool. I love that. And have you been uh, hearing some kids getting excited about it? Yeah, oh, I'm not really hearing them, but we always see them walk past with their like, mum and dad and we always point at it, just having a good old smile. Oh, Aww, well, you're bringing, so nice. a, bringing a lot of joy to some kids, Jacob, so good on you. And Holly, welcome to the show. What have you been doing for the first time since you've been in lockdown? Oh. Um, oh, so mine's a, a bit more out the gate, but my um, best friend keeps going on to me about how fun this particular thing is. And at the moment, me and my boyfriend, we're living in my flat by ourselves. Um, and kind of just doing each other's heads in. So we're just trying to, like, spark and refire... I like where this is going. ...the relationship again. <laughs> I'm scared. Yeah. Um, so the weekend it's just been, we may have had anal for the first oh time. Oh, my God! Oh, my God! <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> we're... Oh, my God. I'm so... We're so sorry about that. I did, how did you know that? I didn't even get her on. Wrap it up. <laughs> Wrap it up, Jaden. Sharon and Jaden. Bitch.